Real estate agencies see a record rise in rental vacancies. People have left permanently. James Altuch says the city is... New York City is dead, dead forever. forever. Remember that time last year? It seemed like the city was over. The sentiment was so widespread that Jerry Seinfeld got involved. Is New York dead? Are you asking me? I'm asking you. Basically called BS on the whole thing. And it turns out he was right. Welcome to Deconstruct, a weekly podcast by The Real Deal, your source for all things real estate. I'm your host, Isabella Farr, and today, our reporter, Susanna Cavanaugh, digs into migration patterns during the pandemic. All the people that left New York, where they went, and how they're now coming back. In 2021, after vaccines hit pharmacies and restaurants reopened, and people felt safe again, New York swarmed with people who wanted to rent an apartment here. It's been a renaissance. The market renters are re-entering is not the one that they left. And partially, that's because the people who've come back aren't all the ones who fled. If you live here, you know the streets are busier, restaurants are open. And if you're Jeff... Jeff Andrews, data journalist at Zumper. You also have the figures to prove it. Yeah, what I was trying to do was just kind of get a top-level view of how rent had moved over the course of the pandemic. And rent in a city as tight as New York serves as a pretty good proxy for demand. In January 2021, when vaccines had first rolled out, rents in New York were down. 17.5% relative to where it was in March 2020 or when the pandemic first hit. But now here in August, rent is down only 1.4% relative to March 2020. And if we put a price tag on that, in January, you can grab a one-bedroom for $23.50. By August, that apartment's running you $28.10. So clearly people have come back. So we know the beginning and the end of the story. People left, they came back. But what about the middle? Of those who left, where did they go? Did they stay where they ended up? And are the people coming back to the city now the same people who left? And one last question. Is this just a New York story, or did other markets replicate the same phenomena? Let's start with the last question first. Which markets saw renters scram? New York, and I would actually throw San Francisco into that mix as well. This is Javier Benson-Glanz, and he's the general manager at Cadre. Which is a next-generation real estate investment platform. Okay, so looking at New York and these other big coastal cities... When people left town in the spring and summer of 2020, where were they headed? Um, some people, like myself, for instance, left San Francisco only to come to New York. But there were a bunch of folks that left and went to some of these really strong and interesting secondary markets. Denver, Austin, you can throw Nashville into the mix. Charlotte, for example. Most of these markets had seen growth before the pandemic. Austin drew tech workers. Denver had the pot industry. There was a lot of investment prior to the pandemic in that urban core of those places. Um, and the actual suburbs that are surrounding them, these kind of suburban downtowns, these areas where you can actually have a high degree of walkability. And then COVID kicked things into high gear. You had folks that were moving back home with their parents or millennials that were looking for uh, a little bit more space than what you get in some of these densely packed uh, urban environments, but still have a city that, that has entertainment, that has experiences. It just gave people an option and a reason to go try those cities out. 
And the people who ditched New York for the suburbs or more space out west or down south may have been mulling over a move pre-COVID. Lockdown just set the wheels in motion. But that's not the only narrative. The larger trend was just people were moving to wherever it was cheaper. This wasn't the case the whole time. The first people to skip San Fran or New York had money. People who had the means to move to Florida on the drop of a dime. But a few more months into the pandemic, when folks had saved up for first and security and had come to terms with the fact that COVID restrictions would be the norm. You actually saw people moving from the suburbs into the city. In the Midwest, people moved to Cleveland, Detroit, for example, and rent popped, like at least 20%. And then in cities like New York, where the cost of living was still relatively high, people took the pandemic to catch a break on rent in the next town over. To Newark, so rent skyrocketed to start. Up over 30% from March to January 2021, and then plummeted. Down 6% relative to March 2020. So whiplash, basically. So I'm guessing rent in New York... The exact opposite. Apartment listings have pretty much erased all of the $500 discount that tenants were getting in January. So who are the people that were driving this return? There's a natural cycle to people who live in New York City. So imagine you work in finance and you just graduated, you're single, you have your fun, you meet a partner, you move in with that partner, you get married... You start having children, you move up to Connecticut, and now you commute in with the Metro North, right? What the pandemic did was just speed up that cycle for a whole bunch of people. And that's that kind of left the city feeling empty. But now those young people are coming back, and it's the same in San Francisco. We we ran a survey of housing sentiment among the 18 to 29-year-old age bracket. So... There were a lot of people in that age bracket who said the pandemic made them more likely to live in an urban area. The data shows this too. Cities like Austin, Boston, Denver, D.C., they all saw rents recover significantly as people who may have sheltered outside the city core now felt safe enough to go back in. So the final question is, who's stuck with their pandemic move? In some of those secondary markets that Javier mentioned, there are a lot of people that have decided to stay. There's a certain stickiness to moving. Meaning once you move somewhere, you don't really want to up and move again. They found that there's an ability to get just a little bit more space, but still have that kind of city feel. Which is good news for real estate, businesses, the MTA, Jerry Seinfeld. There's been a lot of talk of how the new variants could shake up movements even further. But the reality is... People are exhausted. You know, you can only move so many times in a two-year span. And at some point, um, everybody who wanted to move as a result of the pandemic has already done so. More so, the trend might be rents going even higher. In August, Zumber found the rent for a one-bedroom in New York had topped San Francisco's price for the first time in seven years. Only by $10, but still. A sign of the times if not a sea change. Deconstruct airs every Monday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. So subscribe, like, and rate us. You can also find us at therealdeal.com. For comments on this episode or the series, feel free to reach me or my colleague Susanna at podcasts at therealdeal.com. Next week, we're looking into why investors have flocked to the single-family rental market.